Hi, this is Lauren Young, and welcome to 2019. This is going to be the best year of your life, and we are so excited that you took some of it to be with us this week to listen to this week's podcast of Discovery Church. Have a great day, and enjoy the podcast. Before I jump in, I just want to touch on what even Jen talked about, that that there's, there's walls that we build up in our lives that a, a way to break the, down those walls is by praising. But sometimes we need to change our position to get in a posture of praise in order for, uh, for our perspectives. How, how's that for peace? I can't remember what they said. To change our perspective on our life. Because sometimes, uh, sometimes what we see as a curse, God actually intended for a blessing, but we haven't put ourselves in a place to see it in a different perspective. Or vice versa, sometimes, sometimes we think there's, there's a blessing on the way, but if we're not preparing ourselves, then sometimes a blessing is just a curse because we're not ready for it. So um, this, this morning, I just really want to encourage us um, that, you know what, sometimes it means from going from this to this, or from this to this. And, and you might be here, well, why do we raise our hands or why do we clap? Because there's a part in the Bible where it talks about how our praise can be a breakthrough and that, that some, there's things that we can do with our outer body to actually give, give worship to God. And some of them are clapping our hands and, and singing and, and dancing, even though what I do is not really considered dancing. I don't think I just, one of these, right? Maybe, maybe if I can put this in. That would, maybe that could be Alberta. Maybe that could be, I, that's my new one. Can we do something with this? Anyway, I'll stop. But sometimes we need to change our perspective because we go from our trucks or our cars into here and nothing changes. And, but sometimes if we come prepared at, to receive something from God, guess what? God might actually do something in our lives and that the breakthrough that we, that we need might not necessarily be something that's in the physical, but there might be a breakthrough in our spiritual that helps us see what's happening in the physical in a totally different perspective. Make sense? So I challenge you, even not just on Sundays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, change, find places in your life, find places and time in your day, whether or not it's driving your car or lunchtime, locking yourself in, in a bathroom stall, but just not on your employer's time, but on your own time, and praise, because praise can be a breakthrough. It, it, you know, it, it, walls can come down, is that new, new song that we sung? The praise will bring walls down. So no matter what walls are built up in your life, can I challenge you in 2019, we talked about it last week, how uh, that the success of this year is going to come in preparation. Would you prepare yourselves day after day after day by praising God who is worthy of it? If you're here and you're like, man, who's this God thing? I just challenge you to, to maybe take some time and, and to do that and just, just find some quiet time and say, God, I'm not sure if you're real, but if you are, I, I want to praise you because you are the creator of the universe. I promise you, if you give God five minutes of your time, he will radically change the rest of your life for the better. So, now let me preach. Now let me talk. It's good to be in 2019. This is week two. It seems like 2019's been here a, a, a long time already. Anybody seem like, man, it's only been two weeks into 2019? I'm like, it's like is Christmas coming again? Uh, I'm not sure what's up. But anyway, last, last week we started a brand new series called Nova. And Nova is, is, uh, comes from the Latin word novus, which actually means new. 
And we looked at this idea of European sailors and we, we don't condone or we're not for colonization. And we talked about that last week. But if we were sailors and take all the negativity out of it, but if we were those sailors in the beginning of time, that going on this trip would have been very fearful. Uh, hundreds of years ago, traveling across the ocean, not knowing what was out there or knowing if there was anything out there. But they didn't just get in a ship and decide to sail. They prepared. And 2019 can be way better than any other year yet if we actually spend some time in preparation, that the success of, the, success of our journey is in the preparation. And, we, challenge, and we, we threw out this idea of maybe we should fast and pray for 21 days. And, and we, we did our first prayer gathering on, on uh, Wednesday, uh, and we had about 30, 35 people come out for a prayer gathering. So thank you. It was, was also our team night. We're also doing another prayer gathering this Wednesday night. It, get ready to write it down, or we'll, we'll throw it on our Instagram story uh, later or later this week. That is at 981647 Ave. Right behind Trail Appliances on 99th Street, uh, we actually have an office space there. And that's where we're going to be praying. So why don't you put it in your, in your schedules to come on out and prepare. Set our hearts and our lives in preparation, not just for our lives, but for our city. One of the things that we're really intentionally on doing uh, in these three prayer gatherings are actually praying for people that we believe that need to come to know Jesus. And there's people in your life, uh, you, you might even actually be here this morning because of some prayers that we prayed on Wednesday because we believe that we want to give every person in Edmonton the opportunity to choose faith in Jesus Christ. It's up to you to choose it, but it's up to us to, to uh, explain it so you can discover it for yourself. So that's, but today, last week we talked about the success of the journey is in the preparation. Today I want to talk about the, the sustainability of the journey is in the relationships on the journey. Let me pray. God, we just thank you that we can come into a place today and hear from your word. God, turn my words into your words. God, the preparation that I've done, God, allow it to speak to all hearts, my heart, my mind, everybody else's mind. God, let it help us change our perspective on 2019 already, that 2019 now can be the best year of our lives. Amen. For those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm at a dad of two, a husband of one, a husband of one, and, uh, but, but, uh, rewind that. Uh, being, a, being a young family comes with its challenges. Shanley, Shanley's sitting right here. Um, she's like the mama of the house. Um, she, she's amazing. We actually celebrate 10 years of marriage this year. We are excited. We started planning. We started like actually sitting down and planning what we're going to do for our honeymoon. Uh, yeah, honeymoon. This twice. Oh, honey. You know what? Every day seems like a new journey with you. Hey, oh. Um, so, but here, here's the thing we're, we're, we're parents of two kids. Hudson, who is three, he's not screaming at the moment, but he probably will be in a moment. Um, and Sophia, who is six. And it doesn't come without its challenges. For those who, who have kids or had kids or has been around kids, you, you, you probably get some of the challenges. If you don't have kids or you haven't been around kids very much, can I help you and help us understand a little bit what I mean when I say with, having kids can be challenging? Children can literally bring out the best of you and the worst of you in the amount of time that it took me to walk from there to here. 
Okay, you're like, how is it from one minute, like you're rolling around the floor, hugging your kid, and the next minute, like you're just gently screaming at them, sending them to their room. Okay, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it, but it's true. Shali says, thank God they made them cute. Because sometimes you're like, how can something that cute be that evil? If you had kids, you know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't try to mask it. And if, if, you don't, if you don't have kids, you're like, the pastor just called his kids evil. How can someone go from laughing to having the time of their lives to uncontrollable whining and crying? And let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. New Year's, Eve, New Year's Day, Shanley and I tried to be really good parents. And we tried to find some, un, or some devoted, uninterrupted family time. So we decided that it's a good idea to take a six-year-old and a three-year-old who's never really ever skated before, skating for the very first time. And um, if you're from Canada originally and you know how to skate, you're probably like, well, of course, you just learn how to skate. Like I, I was saying to Sean Lee, I can't remember learning how to skate. I just did it. But apparently skating is not natural for a three-year-old. Okay, so you strap butter knives onto the bottom of their feet and send them on the ice and say, go. And apparently you have to teach them. Well, we learned something from that day is that we learned that money for lessons is way better than us teaching them. So that's what we did after an hour of trying to teach Hudson how to stand, fall, sit, not cry. But anyway, about an hour went by and we decided, well... We're being good parents today. Let's continue to spend some more time with our kids. So we, we brought our sleds in our van with us. So we decided, why not just keep the outdoor theme going for New Year's Day? On a side note, if you're a, if you're a family here, we're going sledding today from five, or 3 to 5. Uh, family pack party. Uh, sign up online. Just show up at Millwoods Hill. Um, it's like the corner of 23rd and 66th Ave. You know what? If you just like sledding, you want to come hang out, come hang out on, you know what? If it's just you, yourself, and you, that is okay. You're a family because it's just you. This okay. Families come in all different shapes and sizes and sorts. And for our families, there's four of us. Sometimes there's eight, it seems like. Anyway, I'm going to get back on track here. So we decided to go sledding. Everything was going well. Until we got back in the van and they just took a deep breath. And as they took a deep breath from smiling, they started screaming and crying on the outside. And the good parents that we were, of course, it was undivided, devoted attention. What did we have to do? We had to put it on Instagram. Because you, you, can't, you can't document a good family outing that it actually happened if you don't put it on social media. So for a moment, we devoted a little bit more time to our phones and our kids as we laughed about our kids crying and screaming in the back. How can that happen? How does someone go from literally having the time of their lives to screaming chaos? But being a parent, I don't even think I said anything very funny. Being a parent is one of the most challenging but rewarding things that we have ever faced. And I say faced because sometimes we're facing it. Um, 
And one thing I've learned, and I'm continuing to learn, is that having kids, especially young kids, they're always interested in an adventure. And they're very curious. Very curious. Like the time that I took my shoe away from Sophia licking the bottom of it. But unfortunately for Sophia, um, I just came in from outside in my backyard and I stepped in a little bit of dog stuff that was fresh and um, Sophia was just learning to crawl and we thought, well, she's not that mobile yet until we see her profusely throwing up over my new shoes that had dog poop on the bottom of them, but they're very curious. Or like the time that Hudson, who um, decided that to be prepared for his adventure outside in the freezing cold, all he needed was boots on. So he decided to open the side door, which we didn't know he did until, hey, hey, babe, have you seen Hudson? No. Have you? No. And panting sets in, and we're like running around, Hudson, 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 Hudson. And we're, we're running, and, and all of a sudden, we're, we're like, he's outside. He's outside in boots, freezing cold, and, and, and like this adventure. They don't always think about the, like the, the ramifications. Like, seriously, three-year-old, grow up. Make some sense of this life. Have you ever been in a place where you just wish you had, you had thought the situation through a little bit more or been a little bit better prepared? I bet you Hudson did. I know one thing. I know that Sean Lee and I wish we were a little bit prepared. So we jumped on Amazon and we ordered child safety locks for our doors. And now there's child safety locks on every one of our outside doors. But apparently now they know how to open those. Seriously. But have you ever wished that you didn't do it even alone? I can't, I, I, like, if you're a single parent here, man, I, you are a superhero. You are an absolute gem. And uh, the, the amount of work that you go through to, to raise your, your son or your daughter, being a single parent, we salute you. You should be given a badge and a cape. Or have you ever found yourself facing something in your life That you were so thankful that you had friends to go through that life or that circumstance or that situation with you. One of the challenges but also privileges in, in pastoring a church is that Charlene and I are able to walk with people through some sickness and some health concerns. Even this past week I had somebody from our church write us and say, hey, my mom is, is battling with a disease. Can you please pray with her and uh, pray for them? And we've, we've been praying. And it's, it's, one of the, it's sort of the crappy part of life, but also the successes or the, the good things of ministry that we are able to walk with people. And, but we need those friends. Have you ever been in a place that you were just so thankful for a family member, or so thankful for a friendship, or so thankful that you didn't have to go through it alone. I think there's probably a situation in the Bible where there's some friends who were really close that were so thankful to have each other. And it's found in Daniel. And it's this, this, this story about three individuals, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and you may have heard of them, of them or you may not, but this is how it reads. It's, it's in a time when the Jews were, were captured by Nebuchadnezzar 
and forced to be slaves. And this is what, how it reads. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to read out a few verses. Try to track with me. I'm not a great reader, but I'm going to try to do my really, really, see, really best, best, however. Here we go. Daniel 3. King Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it on, uh, on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the high officials, official governors, uh, advisors, treasurers, judge, uh, magistrates, and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. So all these officials came and stood before the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald shouted out, People of all races and nations, languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zyre, lyre, lair, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments. Have you ever read something in the Bible and you're like, why can't you just say musical instruments? Why do you have to go through all these things and make it really difficult? I'm sure they, whoever recorded that should have been able to think about me today trying to say all this. Musical instruments. Bow down, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar. Knezzar. I'll never say that word the same throughout this whole passage. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue, statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshiped the gold statue that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. I'm going to continue to read. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all people to bow down and worship the golden statue. When, the, uh, when they hear the sound of all the instruments, uh, they, that decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom have, have put who you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you. Your majesty, they refuse to serve your God and do do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When When they were brought before them, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my God's or to worship the golden statue I've set up. Now I know it's a few thousand years ago. I don't really like getting yelled at. But I cannot imagine what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, probably teenagers, felt like when the king over their province, the king over their country, was furious. Everybody else, thousands, I can, I can sort of picture it, thousands of people bowing down and worshiping this false idol, this false god, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king, demanding and, and, and making people bow down and threatening their lives. I can only imagine what it must have felt like to be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to say, I'm not doing that. A teenager's and, and, and having a king screaming in their face out of rage saying, do it. And they're saying, no, no, sir, we will not do it. And then being, being, being forced in, and we'll read in a moment, being forced into a furnace. I, I remember walking to an Oilers game and I was late one time. It's kind of like the Oilers seem to always be late right now. What a bad game. I remember walking downtown, and uh, you may 
know downtown Edmonton a little bit, or you may not. Sometimes it's a little sketchier than other times. I remember being a little bit late, and I was catching up with a friend going there, and I'm, I'm walking. But instead of, like, walking, like, normal streets, I wanted to get there quickly, so I'm, like, walking back alleys and stuff. Don't do that downtown. Okay. I remember walking, walking one, one alley, and I'm, I'm kind of walking fast, and about, uh, probably about 100 yards down the alley, I see somebody walking towards me. And all of a sudden, I got this, like, feeling in my stomach. I was like, oh. It's almost like fear. It's like fear that's like, I don't want to cross somebody. You, you, don't, you don't know. It's a dark alley. There only looked like somebody. I'm, I'm walking. I'm just, like, sort of smiling. And in my head, I'm like, I'm just going to keep walking. And as soon as I got, like, right by him, he jumped at me. And he screamed at the top of his head. And I'm like, ah! And I'm like, started walking faster. And, and I, I think he started chuckling. And, and I, kept, I, I kept on walking. I'm like, I'm, I'm going, like, I'm, I'm sweating. I don't like this. I, 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 just, I was just like, this is not okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm a man. I'm a man! Um, that, that's what I felt like. So I just kept running. And I got into the stadium. I, I thought my life was in danger. But every now and then, I'll go to a game, and we'll park, and I'll be with friends, and I'll park in a place where we walk that same alley, and even if those, somebody's walking towards me, I, I, don't, I don't fear. I don't have this sense of, oh man, is somebody going to jump at me, even though I probably chuckled the last time that somebody jumped at me, but all of a sudden, I, I'm with friends, and all of a sudden, the, the, the fear that I face is not necessarily there anymore. And that's this feeling of like angst and this anxiety that I felt walking by myself in a dark alley, coming face to face with somebody. Just don't do that. Um, but when you have friends with you, it seems like, man, I can face it. And I bet you that's how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego felt. It's like, man, you know what? I got friends King Nebuchadnezzar, I'm standing up. And I bet Shadrach said, you know what? I got to stand up for Meshach and Abednego. And Abednego's like, well, I don't want to bow down because my friends, uh, my friends are counting on me. And the Bible actually says in Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. The sustainability of the journey, the sustainability of 2019 is found in the friendships and the relationships that you allow into 2019. Continues to read in verse 15. I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I've made. When you hear the sound of the musical instruments, but you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to, be, to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into a blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from, the, uh, from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you've set up. Nebuchadnezzar became even more furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. His face become distorted with rage. Have you ever been to a, where somebody's like, you're, they're so raging that their face is becoming distorted? Even 
He commanded that the furnace be heated up seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace. This is crazy. The flames killed the soldiers that were throwing the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped to, uh, jumped in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, did we not tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four unbound walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as as close as he could to the door of the furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads uh, was, was singed and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell like smoke. I read this. And I think about maybe a few years as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are not really in their teenagers anymore, but now maybe they're grandparents and they're, and they're sitting around a table and they're starting to reminisce. Hey, hey, Mish. That's what you would call Meshach, right? Mish, over time, like, hey, Mish, remember that time? Remember that time when? Remember that time that we've seen Nebuchadnezzar's, the king's face distorted? Remember how mad he was? And we didn't give in to him. Remember seeing those people drop dead from the fiery furnace? Yeah, yeah, I do. Remember that. I look at this story and I think that how amazing it was to be able to share with friends something amazing that God did in their lives. Something we say, especially through our social media, one of our biggest hashtags is don't do life alone. And there are thousands of people in our city that drive out of their garages every morning. They go to work. They drive into their garage in the evening. And they go in, go to their basement, play video games, maybe hang out with their family, eat their food, watch a show, go to bed, all to get up to do it all over again. But God never intended us to do life alone. The sustainability of the journey that we're on called life is going to be because of the friendships that you allow in. And you might be here and you were like, wait, I have friends. 
I go, I go to the bar, or I go to the hockey games, or I go hang out, but, but I don't feel very good when I get home. Well, you probably have friends that tear you down, or, or, or the activities that you t- partake in are, are not activities that you should be partaking in. And the thing is, this is, this is what I want to challenge us to today, that 2018 is that we, is a, is, or 2019 is a year that we invest in in relationships, that we invest in friendships, that we invest in friendships that seem like family. I seen a sign the other day from a, a church in, in Florida, and it was a sign that says, there's no friends here, only family. Church of thousands of people. What would a church look like if we were willing to get thrown into a fire together? Bible also talks about all iron sharpens iron. See, we don't just have friends to do fun stuff with. We also have friends that challenge us to bigger and greater, better things. When you feel like when you feel like life is 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 hits you in the gut and you're on the ground, you have friends that come by and say, "Come on, come on, it's time to go to church." How many times do we probably just take it? Well, I don't really want to go to church say, oh, okay, 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 I'll see you next week. No, sometimes friends need to go knocking on the door, go into the door and pull them out of bed and say, get, get out of bed, come on. God never intended us to do life alone. In friendships, we help people be prepared for the journey. Now when we send Hudson outside, we dress them in the right clothes because we want him to have a successful trip on his adventure in the backyard. We now check the bottom of our shoes to see if there's anything on them before we bring them into the house. Sometimes friends need to identify the crap in other people's lives and help them to avoid it. We need people in our lives that will pick us up, dust us off. We'll say, you got this, keep going, keep going, keep going. And guess what? The people that you need in your life is right here. You are also people that somebody else needs in their lives. So this is my challenge to us all. We started preparing for the journey. There's no point to prepare if we can't sustain it. Can you imagine what it would have been like to go, to be in a shipwreck or to, be, to, to, to become ill as you were traveling across an ocean and not to have anybody there for you? Not to have any friends. Maybe you're here and this is your very first time in a church in a long time. My challenge for you today is to make a decision to invest and get plugged into a church. We think Discovery Church is great, but it doesn't have to be Discovery Church. Maybe you're visiting from out of town and getting to Discovery Church is not even a possibility. Get connected to a church. 
If this is a church that you decide to say, man, I want to connect to friends. I want to, I want to be better. I want to help people be better. Can I take it another notch level and not just say, come in on a Sunday morning from 10 to 11? Would you connect to the dream team? And we talk about the dream team often. And sometimes you, you might feel like, man, all the dream team does is serve. All they do is set up and they're here early at seven o'clock and they're pulling trailers and they're setting out chairs and they're teaching kids and, and they're, they're, they're leading groups. Yeah, we do that. But you want to know the biggest reason that we want people to be on the dream team is because it launches people into life-giving relationships with one another because the journey is, needs to be sustainable, not just for the here and now. It needs to be for 40 years from now. And some of the best friends that you will ever find will be right here when you connect to a dream team and you serve others with the right heart. So connect to a church. Make the decision today that next week you're going to be here to make the decision that I'm going to connect to a church, maybe connect to the dream team. Then third part of that is to connect to a discovery group. In, in a couple of weeks, we'll be launching discovery groups. And it's great to gather for an hour on a Sunday. But it's really hard to iron sharpen iron on a Sunday. It's really hard to even keep track of who's here and who's not. But all of a sudden, as we grow bigger, we also need to grow smaller. Because as much as I could probably look around and say, hey, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while. But if, if, there, if you're in a group, you can be accountable to other people, but also you can be somebody's accountability. So as you've got a couple weeks to think about it, would you be challenged to get a part of a discovery group? Because we're better for it. Sometimes investing in relationships are hard. It's time out of your schedule. You have to rearrange things. But if you want 2019 to be the best year of your life and then every other year better, is that the sustainability of this amazing journey called life doesn't have to be done alone. It needs to be done with friends. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this week's podcast. If this ministry has impacted your life in any way, we would love to hear about it. Email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca. Have a great week, and we are excited that 2019 is here, the best year yet.